we got, what, two dozen, maybe 30 people here? Good start, way to be on time and early. Uh, I know it's cold out there, but I just checked the, uh, the weather back where my wife is from, and the high today is three below zero, so I think we're doing pretty well at 25 or 26 degrees. Welcome to Trinity, it's, uh, it's a Sunday in Epiphany, and um, it's also Martin Luther King Sunday, so some stories about following and being a disciple and about uh, making a way through no way, as King has said. And um, so we're going to sing a few songs about justice and freedom and truth. I'm going to start with a little song in this uh, trio of songs about winter called A Rose is Sweet, and then going on to a song of struggle, and then to a song of hope. Welcome to Trinity. Glad you're here. Happy Epiphany. Bring me a rose in the winter time when it's hard to find. Bring me a rose in the winter time. I have roses on my mind. A rose is sweet most any time, and yet bring me a rose in the winter time. How easy we forget. Bring me the truth in the winter time when it's hard to find. Bring me the truth in the winter time. I have truth on my mind. The truth is sweet in the face of lies bring me the truth in the winter time how easy we forget bring me peace in the winter time when it's hard to find bring me peace in the winter time I have peace on my mind, for peace is sweet where there's talk of war. Bring me peace in the winter time. I have peace on my mind. How easy we forget. They say that freedom is a constant struggle. They say that freedom is a constant struggle. They say that freedom is a constant struggle. Oh Lord, we've struggled so long. We must be free. We must be free. They say that freedom is a constant sorrow. They say that freedom is a constant sorrow. They say that freedom is a constant sorrow. Oh Lord, we've struggled so long. We must be free. We must be free. What's that I hear now ringing in my ear? I've heard that sound before. What's that I hear now ringing in my ear? I hear it more and more. It's the sound of freedom calling, bringing up to the sky. 
It's the sound of the old ways of falling. You can hear it if you try. You can hear it if you try. What's that I see now shining in my eyes? I've seen that light before. What's that I see now shining in my eyes? I see it more and more. It's the light of freedom calling, shining up to the sky. It's the light of the old ways of falling. You can hear it if you try. You can hear it if you try. What's that I feel now beating in my heart? I felt that beat before. What's that I feel now beating in my heart? I feel it more and more. It's the rumble of freedom calling, running up to the sky. It's the rumble of the old ways of falling. You can feel it if you try. You can feel it if you try. You can feel it if you try. If you try. Good morning. Welcome to all. Thanks for venturing out in the cold and the ice. Uh, we expected kind of fewer people here. We're happy for each and every one of you being here. And all those people online, you're sitting home on your couch with your pajamas and your coffee, safe. Uh, you're part of our family as well. We're thankful. Uh, this is the uh, second Sunday in Epiphany. It's also Martin Luther King uh, weekend in our country. And uh, celebrate that in the church this morning as well. You'll see those two themes coming together uh, through the music and the scripture readings uh, today. Uh, the order of service is printed before you in the bulletin. Everything will be projected for you as well. Uh, our first, our gathering hymn, sometimes called the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And years ago, many years in a row, uh, Ted Hutchinson would come and sing with us. Uh, he was a, a beautiful black soloist. He sang beautifully, and he'd always say, you so folks have to slow down. You've got to slow down on this hymn. It's supposed to be nice and slow. So our opening hymn is Lift Every Voice and Sing. I would invite you to stand as we worship. Worship together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
continue with our responsive reading, our litany for this morning. Oh God, we are reminded today of your infinite love for all people, all races, all colors, all political affiliations, all religious persuasions, all social classes, all economic statuses, all nations. We confess our tendency to think that we are the best, our perspective, the most righteous. Forgive us our arrogance, O God. We confess our tendency to judge others and to condemn those we find unworthy. Forgive us our impertinence, O God. For all the times we looked but did not see, heard but did not listen, thought but did not act, talked but did not speak out, and prayed but did not love. For all the For all the times we have failed you in your call to wholeness. We present ourselves to you with humility and deep regret. Mold us to your way. Form us to your heart. Shape us with love. Make us new with grace. In the Epiphany theme and the uh, African American theme as well, we have our hymn of praise, Wade in the Water. And I think we're actually, we're singing the white parts. Is that right, Carl? That yeah. is correct. <laughs> Gracious God, we offer you our thanks and praise this day and always. We pray into the mystery of life and death, of good and evil. We pray surrounded by broken families and broken nations. 
Give us strength and courage that we may wade out of the waters of our baptisms to be your hands and feet in the world, to bring healing to the distressed, to bring hope to the despairing. We pray in the name of the one revealed to us in Epiphany, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. On the second Sunday after Epiphany, the first lesson is from the third chapter of Galatians. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise, the word of the Lord. So in this weeks and days of flus and colds and things like that, um, invited Teresa up here to direct the choir this morning. And we're going to sing a song called Yes, He Did. Church Choir. Uh, thank you to the choir. They've been here since it was cold this morning. Well, I guess it's still cold, but they were here very early this morning. Thank you, Teresa, for directing and uh, Carl for accompanying. Uh, we are blessed by your ministry among us. Epiphany, this season of revelation, Epiphany continues this morning. Last week, we celebrated the baptism of Jesus. And our text today takes place shortly 
after that baptism. The waters of baptism had changed Jesus. As noted last week, his baptism marked the death of the carpenter's son. He would never return to the work that his father Joseph had taught him. Nazareth was in his rearview mirror now. As we enter our text today, Jesus is just beginning to live into a new calling. He had been sent to preach good news to the poor, to set free those who were oppressed. His mission would change the course of human history. It was a very tall order, I think we would agree. And yet, even though he was the Son of God, he could not do it alone. This movement of God has always required and still requires, even today, human participation. You see, the gift of the Garden of Eden, the fateful decision at the dawn of creation, this free will thing, makes it impossible to control humans like us. If God's movement toward grace, forgiveness, kindness, and civility was going to have any chance at success, then Jesus was going to need a team. He would have to start a movement that would outlive him. As we enter the text, Jesus had a total now of two followers, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. There was no one else following the rabbi from the Galilee. So far, there had been no miracles, no healings, no feeding of the 5,000. And in nearby Nazareth, they were probably beginning to wonder where Jesus was and when he would return. Listen now to our text, these words from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathanael said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. That's it for today, the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Come and see. Come and see. It's a simple invitation, is it not? Come and see. It was a very simple invitation spoken to a skeptic. Now, in general, I would encourage skepticism. If someone is asking you to follow them, to put your life on hold, or worse yet, to put your life in danger, please, please, please ask a few questions. And then ask a few more. And if someone is promising you something grand, something that's too good to be true, then you should proceed with caution. It only makes sense for you to be skeptical. There are many today who are skeptical of Christianity. There are many today who are skeptical of the Christian church. And to be honest, they have very good reason to be skeptical of the church that bears the name of Jesus. Because too many have suffered for too long from the actions of the church. Too many have been intoxicated by power, by the power afforded them in the church. Too many have benefited financially from the offerings of the working class or the poor. The church has often been on the wrong side of history. In Martin Luther's day, the church controlled people with fear and superstition. There was little good news in the church of the dark ages. Now Nathaniel. Nathaniel was skeptical. Now I've got to say if Nathaniel were your son, you would have probably encouraged him to keep right on fishing. Stay out of the way of the Romans and Nathaniel don't even think about giving up your life for this itinerant preacher from Nazareth. Certainly nothing good has ever come out of that backwater village. So what was it? What was it that turned this skeptic into a follower? How does one go from fishing to discipleship? 
come, come and see. The text is very clear. Nathaniel was a man of exceptional character. Jesus said that he was an Israelite without deceit. When Nathaniel accepted the invitation to meet Jesus, he was not won over by miracles as they had not occurred yet. So what was it about Jesus that turned a skeptic into a disciple? It was authenticity, honesty, integrity. Jesus was who he said he was. We might say that he walked the walk. His words, they were profound. His words were inspirational. His words were radical. But Jesus backed up his words with his life, with his love, with his service, and ultimately on that cross. Nathaniel became a follower that day. And by all biblical accounts, Nathaniel was there to the very end. He did not get as much press as Peter or John, but he was there. He was there at the Last Supper. He was there on Easter. He was there at Pentecost. Every week, people come to Trinity Lutheran Church. They come here to visit. Often they've been invited by one of you. Your simple invitation to come and see is critical in changing lives. Come and see. Come and see Trinity Lutheran Church. See who we are. See what we're doing. I promise you that the music will be beautiful, the worship will be accessible, and the sermon, well, the quote, meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Yes, they come every week. It's not unusual for them to come as a result of some life event. Perhaps they are recently divorced. Maybe they just buried a parent or a spouse. They may be new to the community. Or perhaps a new medical diagnosis had brought them to their knees in prayer, and now they long for community. Come. Come and see. And when they get the, up the courage to walk in that door, after maybe driving through the parking lot the two previous Sundays, unable to muster the strength to come inside, when they come into this place for this hour, they have been entrusted to you, to us, to me. You see, God has called us just as God called Nathaniel. We must be who we claim to be, authentic, authentically broken, real, honest, welcoming. This must be a place of grace. And I know it's a place of grace because typically pastors who quote meatloaf don't last very long. And when they come, they must experience grace, a sanctuary, a safe place for all place of joy where real tears of sorrow are met with real compassion, a place of hospitality, a communion table that always welcomes all people. They come understandably skeptical, and you, my friends, are the only Jesus that many of them will ever see. Now, if you study the history of Christianity, you'll find that persecution and hardship have never really posed a threat to Christianity or to the Christian church. No, the poison is hypocrisy. The danger is self-righteousness. The church, a human institution, has often failed to follow Jesus, and that has been her downfall. From a handful of grief-stricken followers on Good Friday, from a couple dozen Christians on Easter, the movement without an army would defeat the Roman Empire. How did they do it? By sticking to the teachings of Jesus. The church is a human institution with a heavenly call, and we should never cease to consider our faithfulness in following the teachings of Jesus. Now, Martin Luther sought to reform the church he loved, a church that had gone astray. It had not gone astray overnight, no, over centuries, and with sometimes good intentions, the church simply lost track of the teachings of Jesus. Threatened by grace, the church sought to control through fear. Luther, in response, gave the Bible back to the laity. He called for an end of superstition. 
and instead to rely on grace, God's grace. And with Luther's Reformation, the church would never be the same. 417 years later, there was an African-American pastor from Georgia by the name of Michael King. Have you heard of him? The Reverend Michael King was so impressed by the character and the courage of Martin Luther that he changed his name. He changed his name to Martin Luther King. And his five-year-old son, who was also named Michael King, when his dad changed his name, his name was changed also to Martin Luther King Jr. That son would grow up, and he would seek to reform the church and society. The church in our nation had lost its way. The sin of racism touched every corner of our society. Martin Luther King Jr. was a prophet. He was a prophet who saw the world as it was, but dreamed of the world as God desired it to be. The prophet said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they'll not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Come and see. Come and see. Follow Jesus. On April 3rd, 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, Martin Luther King Jr. would utter his final prophetic words. The next day, he would be killed by an assassin's bullet. Watch now those final words. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And there we see in those words the words of a prophet that come alongside our text for this morning. He said, be true to what you say on paper. He was calling our country to be true to what we said on paper. He was calling our church to be true to the way of Jesus. Be true to who you are. That's the message. Authenticity, that's the message. Now, history tells us that the United States has made considerable progress in the pursuit of civil rights for all people. 
Thanks to the courage and sacrifice of prophets like Martin Luther King Jr. and John Lewis and Betty Friedan, our country is slowly becoming a more just nation. And perhaps one day all people will be judged by the content of their character and not by their gender or their race or their orientation. The battle is certainly not over and will probably never be over, but the progress is undeniable. This progress is not so apparent in some parts of our country and in many nations of the world. Racism thrives. The persecution of minority religious sects continues. Christians continue to be the most persecuted people in the world. But in the wake of the pandemic, the threat of racism has been renewed. The tired, poor, huddled masses yearn to breathe free at our borders. Violence and war only sow the seeds of retribution and hate. Anti-Semitism is on the rise, and at the same time, Muslims, Palestinians, and Asian Americans feel unsafe in our country. We cannot cure the world of hate. We cannot stop the madness, but we are. We are responsible for our own behavior. And we are called to be a community that follows Jesus Christ, not just with our words, but with our actions as well. As followers of Jesus Christ, it is incumbent upon us to work for civil rights, to speak out against racism and other forms of prejudice. Our voices and our votes have power, power entrusted to us. It is my prayer that we will find ourselves on the right side of history. By following Jesus, we can be a part of a new reformation, a reformation of peace and justice. Mine is the church where everybody's welcome. It's not enough to use that phrase. That phrase is not meant to bring us comfort. It is meant to inspire action that will make it a reality. We must live it. We must mean it and offer gracious hospitality to all of God's people. We're talking about authenticity, honesty, integrity, love, hospitality, and generosity. May these be the marks of our community. May these be the marks of Trinity Lutheran Church. In short, may we be the people that we claim to be. And may the change that we hope to see in the world start right here with us. Come and see. Come and see. May God help us. Amen. I invite you to stand, and we're going to sing together, We Shall Overcome. We shall overcome. We 
may be seated as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. Jan's going to lead us in the prayers. We also have a uh, sung prayer response. We'll sing that once now, and then we'll return to that sung response after each petition of the prayers. Let us pray. God, you are the our lives, our nation, and the world before God, let us pray. Gracious one, Jesus said, follow me. May we follow in your way as you brought healing to many and brought hope to those in situations of distress. Let light shine on a world in crisis, in Palestine and Yemen in Haiti, Ecuador, and all places where people are in trauma. Inspire us to be carriers of your light, daring to bring justice, challenging the status quo that says it's not possible. Hear us as we sing to you. God, you are the bow to heal our hearts. Gracious one, you are still a God of miracles. Let us all remember to live as the children of God, sharing God's light wherever we go. We lift up this day all who are diseased in body or mind, all who wait for surgery, and all who face death. We pray for all who struggle Give them your peace. May we have faith in the midst of our doubt. Hear us as we sing to you. God, you are the balm to heal our hearts. Hear our prayer. Gracious one, we give thanks for the life and ministry of Martin Luther King, Jr. Drive all bigotry and hatred from our lives that we might see as you see. We give thanks for a moment to pause this weekend and while acknowledging there is far to go, give thanks for continuing progress. MLK said, the time comes when silence is betrayal. We hear Martin's echoing of your call to get down to the cracks to confront racism, bigotry, sexism, ableism, transphobia, religious intolerance, and the ignoring of those with disabilities so we can shift the foundations and heal. Let us act and be complicit in hope Hear us as we sing to you. God, you are the balm to heal our hearts. Hear our prayer. God, give us strength of body to keep walking for freedom. God, give us strength of heart to remain nonviolent, even in the face of death. We pray not knowing all the answers for this world, but knowing your promise that we are loved, forgiven, and never alone as we seek to do your will. We pray in joy and in fear, trusting in your grace and mercy through Jesus Christ, who brings light and invites us to follow. And all the people of God join in saying, Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. I invite you to stand up and share a greeting with one another.
So we're going to need your help today. You may sit down and uh, relax. Uh, we're going to need your help today. It's the second Sunday, and second Sunday in our church is second Sunday cinnamon rolls. So we got the usual amount of cinnamon rolls, but, we, but the weather has uh, made for less people in church, so we really need your help. Go eat a cinnamon roll after the service. Go over into the gym, get a coffee, cookies, cinnamon roll, enjoy some uh, fellowship uh, together there. Uh, lots of announcements are printed in your bulletin each and every week. would encourage you to take note of those. Uh, it, by Wednesday this week, it's supposed to be 50 degrees and raining again. We'll feel like old home week. Uh, so you'll be out and about. So Thursday, uh, we have our third Thursday luncheon here at noon. It's a potluck. The theme is noodles. We'll have noodles. We'll have ice cream. We'll eat whatever you bring. Uh, and uh, But come out uh, for that potluck uh, Thursday at noon. It's always fun just to be together and uh, spend some time together. Uh, continuing that theme of eating in the gym, men's breakfast next Saturday morning, 8 a.m., uh, in the gym, so men come out at 8 a.m. Uh, as well. Um, congregational meeting next Sunday morning. Twice a year we have uh, congregational meetings, an annual meeting in January uh, and uh, mid-year in uh, June. Uh, this is our annual congregational meeting uh, next Sunday at noon, right after the, the 11 o'clock service. Come out, there'll be a, a annual reports and um, uh, budgets and reviews of the year and some elections. So I would encourage you to come out for that if you uh, can do that. Uh, lots of other announcements. Uh, Amy's got lots of things going on for the youth. Those are in your bulletin. And uh, there is a community Martin Luther King service tomorrow at 1 o'clock at St. Augustine's in the Woods, Episcopal Church just across the, the road here. So if you'd like to take part in that, that's tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, anything else for the good of the order? No, I think we're maybe good. Uh, wait a minute. Bet is Betty Disher here? Betty's in the back. Are you ushering today, Betty? You know what? Betty is one of our charter members. We only have a few left. Uh, she's, it's also her birthday today. Can we sing to her? Can we sing to her? Let's sing to her. Betty? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. going to uh, kind of transition towards the end of the service, and we're going to do it in a fun way, so you're going to need to stand up, and uh, Carl, what do we need to know here? Well, like I told folks earlier that I usually sing this to people who are many decades younger than you, and uh, so you need to be standing up for this because there are some things you have to do. Um, the first three are pretty easy, so don't worry. Here we go. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. When the Spirit says sing, you gotta sing right along. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. You gotta pray when the Spirit says pray. Oh yeah, you gotta pray when the Spirit says pray. When the Spirit says pray, you gotta pray right along. You gotta pray when the Spirit says pray. You gotta dance when the Spirit says dance. Go ahead. You gotta dance when the Spirit says dance. It's okay. When the Spirit says dance, you gotta dance when along. You gotta dance when the Spirit says dance. Now be careful on this next one. You gotta twirl when the Spirit says twirl. You gotta twirl when the Spirit says twirl. When the Spirit says twirl, you gotta twirl right along. You gotta twirl when the Spirit says twirl. Thanks for joining in. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. When the Spirit says sing, you gotta sing right along. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. When the Spirit says sing, you gotta sing right along. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. You did great. You did great. We now lift our hearts uh, to God in prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us, set to music by Carl. We'll sing together the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. 
Depart from this uh, place of worship, go out those doors and find your own place of ministry and service this week. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize, and I think we're singing white. I think here is that right? Kirk? You know, you know. It turns out that everybody can just sing the whole sing thing. everything. <laughs> Go for it. <coughs> Turn me around, they gonna let segregation turn me around. 
to freedom land I'm gonna sit at the welcome table I'm gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days I'm gonna sit at of glory I'm gonna walk those streets of glory one of these days hallelujah I'm gonna walk those streets of glory I'm gonna walk those streets of glory one of these days last time well I'm gonna sit at the welcome table I'm gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days I'm gonna sit at the welcome table I'm gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days